Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Josh and Fisher, Alexander, DeSopolis, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. We're also going to use this for the Believe in Celtics feed because it is the NBA Finals time. We are brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code Believe. Get 50% off your welcome bonus. This makes me a Celtics host now. This makes you a Celtics host technically and toss as well, but really I never imagined that happening. In your life, I know. But here we are. Who would have thought? Not me. Game one, a lot of legacy on the line. Tale of two tapes completely. The Warriors have a combined 123 finals appearances. The Celtics have a combined zero. Nobody on the Celtics roster has played a single minute in the NBA Finals. That means the Charity Stripe hosts have played the same amount of minutes in the NBA Finals as the Boston Celtics. Who would have thought that, Nick? Warriors, on the other hand, Steph is going for title number four. It's their sixth and eighth years, eight years. Also, if you really think about it, had KD and Klay Thompson not gotten hurt against the Raptors, we could be talking about a fifth title for Steph Curry. Tatum looking to take the torch as the next young guy who's leading a team to the NBA Finals. We thought it could be Booker. We thought it could be Luka. Jokic has his two MVPs. And Bede was the big man in Philly this year. But it could be Tatum who stands alone as the next young gun, leading the Boston Celtics potentially into another dynasty realm. I'm not getting too ahead of myself. We have to win this series first. It's going to be a very daunting task. But Boston last summer, new head coach. Steven's the guy at the helm for a long time who will bring this team back gone into the front office. Ime Adoka comes in, terrible first half, turns it around, flips the script. One of, if not the best team in the second half, they finish second in the East. They take down the Nets. They take down the Bucks, albeit without Chris Middleton. They take down the Heat, in a seven-game series, and now go on to face the Golden State Warriors, who have, you know, had their fair share of opponents. The Memphis Grizzlies broke down without John Morant. Luka was magical against the Warriors and throughout the playoffs, but that team, by and large, was not as good of a team as I would say the Celtics and maybe let's say the Bucks. or the Bucks made it out of the Eastern Conference. I think the Suns we were talking about in the car the other day, Toss, blew it beyond biblical, biblical proportions. And you said that the Mavs, I thought this was very interesting, dismantled potentially two franchises in this one postseason, killing two birds with one stone for the future. Dallas, an ultimate free agency destination coming into the summer. But Boston has completely flipped the script. They might be the most desirable team to join in the Eastern Conference, win or lose. And if they win, they are the top team to join. I'm not saying they're getting Bradley Beal tomorrow. 
but guys, tertiary pieces are going to want to come there. Boston has completely changed the narrative of their franchise in less than, you know, a season. Pretty much the second half on. I I'm going to I'm going to push back. On Go that. for it. it. Please push back. Not that it's push. not a destination. Well, one, the interesting thing about Bradley Beal is that if he signs a Supermax with the Washington Wizards, he will be earning I think across the total contract like 50 more million dollars than he could with any other team. So mm-hmm. take that as you will. And yeah. Bradley Beal will as well. At um, that point, you just have to weigh, does he value money or a ring more? And some guys value the ring more. Some guys do. But when you talk 50 million plus, that's more than a lot of players in the NBA make across their entire career timeline. I get so, it. But I was, I was talking to a professional athlete one time before, and he, he had mentioned, he was like, look, there's some guys who have already made so much money an extra 50 million, you know, like if he's made, how much has he made in his career? Like what's his total career earnings? Um, over, we could look that up. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, I just think that it, it is a destination. What I'm pushing back on is that it hasn't been a destination for the last three years. This isn't the first time that the Tatum and Brown iteration of the Celtics has been to the Eastern conference finals. It's the first time that they've been to the NBA finals. This is a team that, I think they're there a little bit earlier than when they initially had been paired together. We thought they were going to be, but they, they overachieved. They quote unquote overachieved early, right? Sure. Got, yeah. So I'm not necessarily surprised that the Celtics team is here. And I think they've done an excellent job of meticulously putting together a team that can compete for this year and next year, the additions of Derek white and Al Horford. I don't know how many other guys you would really necessarily have to bring to this team because well, you, you win the championship you, you don't necessarily need to change it that's a very good point yeah so I, I think that this is a team that what what i would like to take a deeper look at is the Ima udoka piece which is his first year coaching he's he's coaching across from steve kerr who in his first year coaching won an nba title so mm-hmm. i think that's something that's that's really interesting to me um Ima udoka yeah. obviously was on a lot of different coaching staffs yeah go ahead nick you know what's crazy is Steve Kerr has never not made the has never made the playoffs and not made the finals. Right. That's nuts. That's the so only, crazy. The only two years that they didn't make the playoffs were the last two years when they picked James Wiseman with the right. second overall pick. And then the Clay next year. Yeah, season. the next year they take Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Right. So um, yeah. Bradley nuts. Beal's career earnings. And want to take a guess at all? Yeah, it's probably around 200. 220. So he's under contract for next season and he's set to make $36 million. So that would put him at $214 million, just over. If he if he gets a super max with the Wizards, he becomes the highest played, highest paid player in the NBA, which is wild. Which, which is not the two, be- he's not the best no. player in the NBA. Which after last season you would say is ridiculous, but two seasons ago, if he was like the highest paid player in the league, you'd be like, "That's a stretch." But like, he's great, and I could kind of get behind that. That being like the weird sentiment, he's like the off-brand that's guy. That's like a high-paid player. It's always just so like it's such a head scratcher to me how guys. I mean, look, he is great, right? What is he like a top fifteen player in the league? No, top twenty. No, top thirty. Yeah, and healthy. Healthy, well, that's my yeah. point. That's my point, right? He's top thirty player in the league. 
he's getting paid more than Giannis. He's getting paid more than KD. He's getting paid more than LeBron. He'd be getting paid more than James Harden and all those guys. Yeah, because there's things that's a great point and it's a very confusing aspect. The thing is in the NBA contracts, what was happening was so many guys were spurning their original teams to go and join and make these super teams in big cities that they made it more appetizing for players to stick around more in their right. con like Bradley Beal can't go get this contract somewhere else. He has right. to stay in Washington to get this next deal. Right. So that brings me back to my point of guys who care more about money or guys who care about more about winning. Well, we're right. going to find out with him. Exactly. And like with any other sport, like the best player in NFL is Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a wide opinion. I mean, a lot of people can argue that, but a lot of people also agree with that. He's the highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah. Right? The contract. Mike Trout has the biggest contract in MLB. Well, you can go and you can basketball. There's a limit to how many years you can sign a guy. You can't sign a guy for 10 years as well, which is also a caveat. Baseball, you could sign a guy. If you want to get Garrett Cole for 13 years and, you know, slap each other on the behind and say it's the best deal you've ever made in franchise history, go right ahead. If you want to get Baba Benia for 30 years, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my, yeah. my my original point about yeah, because I think the, my the I want to go back to argument. Yeah, I, I obviously we want to talk about the Warriors and Celtics here. My original point is that you bring in Bradley Beal, great. You're giving up three or four guys that you can no longer pay if you're adding that third star. What the Celtics have built this year and why it's worked so well is they have they have depth, they have an identity. And they have their two stars that can get it done when they need to, specifically Jason Tatum, who has continued to take the step forward. And at the end of these playoffs, whether they win or lose against the Warriors, will be and has been in that 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 front running position of the next iteration of the NBA alongside Luca, Booker, and John Morant. Those are the four guys I, I would include with him. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what you have to do. And if you look across against the team they're playing that team has done the exact same thing, right? It's depth, it's identity. It helps when you've been there before, of course, the identity part you don't necessarily have to discover, but Draymond, Clay, Steph, and then you add all the other tertiary pieces, right? Otto Porter, Moody gave them good minutes. I expect him to play in the NBA Finals as a rookie, which is impressive. Um, Iguodal, if he can come back, but even just him being in the locker room. And the Celtics have the same thing with Smart and Horford and Rob Williams, Pritchard's gave, giving them good minutes. Obviously, we talked about Derek White. That trade was huge. That's what's been most impressive about both these teams and why I think the Celtics are a matchup, a true matchup for this Warriors team because they have that depth and that defensive capability. And that's what I'm looking forward to most in this series is watching the Celtics and the best defense in the NBA handle the the best, in my opinion, the best offense in the NBA that, as we've talked about for the last eight years, can score 15 points in the blink of an eye because they have Steph Curry and they have Klay Thompson, who are the most dangerous three-point shooters in the NBA, and they have not faced an offense like this no. in the NBA playoffs by a long shot. Long shot, not even close. It's a completely different identity, and it's ironic Nick brings up. We love to cross the show and our personal show. The Kansas City Chiefs, because this is the Kansas City Chiefs that we've become accustomed to. They could change the game in a blink of an eye in one big play. You could be down nine and two minutes later be up like three or four. And that's just the way the Golden State Warriors operate. 
they are I was talking to somebody here's the points I've been making as I've been hors d'oeuvred around America on these various stations. First of all, shout out to Rapid City. I thought that was in Michigan, turns out it's in South Dakota. The Celtics have excellent length and a great defensive identity. And I don't mean when people think of length, they think of length in the paint. I'm talking about the length of Tatum, the length of Jalen, and the length of defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, who's 6'5", and arguably the toughest pound-for-pound player in the NBA. Can he go? Steph Curry is going to get 20 to 25 points, so let's forget about him getting less than that. That's just the way the story breaks. Can he prevent Steph Curry from getting 30, from getting 35? Can he stymie him just enough to limit his excellent and his explosive nature. If that's the case, and the Celtics are going to be in good shape, can you stop Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins from getting 20? Then you're going to be in good shape. Can you not shut them down, but give them a tough enough time where they're not overreaching their projected numbers? And it's tough. I mean, you've gone up against one-man show after one-man show after one-man show if you're the Celtics. Realistically, outside of Kyrie and KD, who do they have the game plan for in the Brooklyn series? Nobody. Outside of Giannis and Holiday, who had a bad series offensively? Nobody. The Heat, Bam didn't really show up. Kyle Lowry showed his age. Harrow was in and out of the lineup. Duncan Robinson, an afterthought, it was the Jimmy Butler show. And when push came to shove, it wasn't enough. This is a completely different team. We're talking, they have Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. If this isn't like, I was talking to someone like, okay, if the Celtics can get to their half court defense, you know, which is the best in the league, sure, they're going to give the Warriors some fits. Agreed. Despite, you know, the Warriors we talk about all the time having excellent ball movement. But what if they don't? What if they find themselves consistently in transition and we saw how Jalen Brown can turn the ball over? We saw how at times Jason Tatum can turn the ball over. And this is a team in transition that is lethal, not because they have the athleticism necessarily to just continuously get to the basket at a fast pace. They can pull up from Vietnam and make it rain on you. They are so versatile and going in transition. You really, it's just different pitch after different pitch. It's the U Darvish. I'm going to cross board across the board, go to Nikki Snacks in San Diego's U Darvish. The guy's got like nine pitches in his repertoire. The Golden State Warriors, you know, they're in transition. They could come. They want to pull it from 35. Go for it. They want to go cut and go into the light. They want to give it to Clay and cut back to Wiggins. Go for it. Find a guy in the corner. There's nothing. They're not. They're incapable of everything. They have a guy that can do all the stuff in transition. And that's an aspect about the Warriors that I'm very weary of. We have to somehow control the turnover battle. One, one thing I want to – the Warriors have been quite liberal – as they, they always are with their decision-making. They're, they're never afraid of making a risky pass, uh, a, you know, a risky backdoor pass that could lead to a, an easy layup, a pass up the floor to, you know, to get out o- into the open break. And they actually do turn over the ball quite frequently for a team that's mm-hmm. in the NBA Finals. So if, yeah, I certainly think that if the Celtics are losing the turnover battle every single game, that means they're probably averaging over 14 turnovers a game. And there's no way they will win the series doing that. No they chance. Have, but- they, they have to do what the Mavs did in the games that they that they won, which was the only one. And then like the, the other game, game two, where they got close, where they significantly beat the Warriors in the turnover battle. I think they were like plus eight both of those games. So one one quick point I want to make that I think is being overlooked is that you know before the the Mavs played the Warriors in the Western Conference Final, I I poo pooed Andrew Wiggins. What I what I was poo-pooing and what I was really focusing on was his offensive capabilities. 
his defensive capabilities, you want to talk about length? That guy's basically the same height and has a longer wingspan than Jason Tatum. That will be the primary defender on Jason Tatum the entire series. Jason Tatum hasn't had to deal with a wing defender like Andrew Wiggins for the run of the playoffs. There hasn't been a defender in the Eastern Conference that can compete with him like Andrew Wiggins, I expect, will be able to. So that will be really interesting to see because I think that the one Achilles heel of the Celtics can be their shot selection at times. And what I'm never worried about is the Warriors' shot selection. They are guaranteed six wide-open buckets every single game just by by course of their movement. movement, Right, and the Celtics can get into that iso ball style every now and then. And I think when when their shots aren't falling, which we've seen from Jalen and from Jason throughout the playoffs, yes, they've both been great, but they've also had games where they've shot really poorly, but they didn't necessarily try and change anything up. They kept shooting, tried to Mm -hmm. shoot themselves out of the slump. And I think that could be something that could get them into trouble. And as we said, if the Warriors, you know, if they are, if they're up five, they could be up 15 in the blink of an eye. Um, I, I want to take it to our betting expert, Nikki Snacks Kreider, you know, bet online. We talked about them at the beginning of the, of the segment, Nick, the, the current series prices for the Celtics, it's plus 121, the Warriors minus 141. Do you like either of those? Um, I honestly don't like series prices for these, um, like finals matchups just really ever, unless like I'm really sold on the underdog and they're, you know, they're getting disrespectful odds. So I would honestly take like a, a more exact, um, like outcome, right. Where if, if you're betting on the warriors and you're betting on them to win four games to two right. rather, rather than like taking it, you know, in a sweep. Because I don't think that they're going to sweep them. No. Um, but I also don't think this is going to seven games. So I think I think six is is something that's um, is doable for the Warriors. So however your betting is set up, whether you want to take you know Warriors in six or or uh, you know or if it's just like a four two, which is pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's, that's good. I actually take that advice as well because the, those prices are the Celtics price is not you know high enough as an underdog and it's not I, I, the 141 is not sexy let me give you some x factors can you get to the paint get to the line get to the get to the paint and by getting to the paint get to the line and get kevon looney in foul trouble can you do that can you take away some of their big man depth that's a factor love the wiggins point can Jalen brown then be enough of an x factor and whoever they throw at him offensively can he be the guy that's getting can he be the 40 point guy like we yeah. saw he can he flash that He'll probably you... have he'll probably have Clay on him, I would mm-hmm. expect, who's got good length, but you know, given his injury history and Jalen Brown's youth, Brown should be able to get by him as long as he can keep a tight handle. Gigs okay, which is a major factor. Can Marcus Smart maintain a good shot selection and play excellent defense? He is the biggest X Factor piece still, despite I think, you know, obviously Jalen now becoming the the secondary score Tatum, of course, has been. Wiggins' length giving Tatum a tough time. The Jalen's going to get a lot of opportunities. I still think the biggest X Factor player is Marcus Smart because of what he brings in his duties on the defensive side of the ball against Stephen Curry. And can guys like Grant Williams, who are going to get open looks in the corner, guys like Al Horford, who are going to get open looks in the wing, can they convert? Not all the time, but at a proper 40% clip. If that's the case between those two, if both those guys combined shoot 40% from three, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I think this is a if we win tonight, Celtics in seven, 
if the Celtics lose game win lose game one and win game two, Warriors in seven. And if they lose both in Golden State, Warriors in five or six. Steph Curry is not losing two at home and then losing the series. It's just not going to happen. This is yeah. a this is a pivotal game. You have to go in and punch this team in the mouth. Team that has this... been the the best at home in the playoffs versus the team that has been the best on the road in the playoffs. So it's really is, it's really interesting. This is yes, and you know you say a team. This is not a this is a team technically, but technically it, it albeit is a dynasty. You are going against a dynasty. This is not a level three boss. You know, you're drinking your Mountain Dew, 14 years old. This is legit. This is the end of Skyrim, whatever that looks like. I didn't even make it that far. It's a weird reference. I can't believe I no, pulled that out. No, another X factor that you didn't mention, Josh, is the health of the Celtics because Otto Porter is really the only guy that's been banged up on the Warriors, but the Celtics have had injuries in that Miami series. Horford at the beginning, I know it was an illness, but Horford, Smart, Smart Robert, Robert Williams, Williams, if those three guys are in and out of the lineup, Celtics are in trouble. They in need trouble. all three of those guys. You need a full team, full health, and we're the full team right here. We're the charity stripe. Don't move that dial. We'll be back in just a hot second with three-time All-Star and one of the best pitchers in San Diego Padres history, the great Heath Bell, who's Nikki Snacks' his co-host of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Don't go anywhere. We talk some baseball. We'll be right back at you. Playing us back in with some Boston. Fittingly. It's the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Game one tomorrow on ABC, a 7 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. The Warriors, at least as of today, are the slight favorites. They're a favorite in game one as well. Three and a half points they're given by the folks in Vegas as of right now. And for me, it's an interesting and intriguing matchup between two very different rosters. Um, but uh, I, th- I think it goes seven. I-, I really do think it's it's one of those series that, depending on the matchups, can look a lot different each and every game. And, and you may see uh, a lot of chess moves, right, between uh, Udoka and, and, and Steve Kerr. It's going to be it's going to be one of those back and forth battles where um, I, I really do think the the changes that are made on the margins, maybe in games two, three, and four, usually the the ones I look at are the changes that will decide the series. To talk about the series, talk about more. It's Josh Fisher does some Celtics podcast stuff for the Believe Podcast Network. Josh, bringing you on here now. I want to uh, first give you a chance to intro, let the folks know where they can find your stuff. And uh, then we'll we'll get into Celtics Warriors in the NBA Finals. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. We're also going to have to get into that album and how that's one of the best albums of all time. And <laughs> <laughs> bring me in a little Boston. Not talk about that. That'd be a little sacrilegious over here. Uh, you can find me at the at underscore charity stripe underscore on Twitter. That's our mother podcast and the Believe Network. Go check that out. We have great guests there. We also do a Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. The great Quan Cosby for any Texas fans. Um, Salt Lake City, I'm sure there are a few uh, sad, sad Longhorns along with myself. 
over out there. And, of course, we do believe in Celtics. Big week, man. You teed it up nicely. It's a big week. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously the NBA Finals, right? It's it's for all the marbles, and it's the Celtics, a lot of history, a lot of pageantry. It's the Warriors, plenty of history there as well. It's the, the current dynasty versus the team with as many titles as, as anyone in, in the NBA. Um, what was what was your reaction when, number one, obviously you, you saw the, the Golden State Warriors win in the Western Conference Finals, and then obviously when, when Boston finally got that Game 7 win over Miami, and you knew it was going to be these two teams meeting in the, in the Finals? Once the Phoenix Suns crumbled and fell under pressure, which is exactly what happened, there was no doubt in my mind and I'd probably anybody's mind across America, the Golden State Warriors were going to the finals once again. Right. I think that's okay. So there wasn't a lot of shock and surprise over here in my neck of the woods. Now, I'll say this. While I thought we were going to win game seven in Miami, I was a little disappointed that we couldn't close in game six at home. You want to see, look, if you're going to be a championship team, you want to see your team's ability to close at home. That's massive. And there was a point where we were leading late and late, late in the game. But by and large, uh, second half, a lot to be desired in game six. We caught a strong game seven, take care of business for predominantly the entire game, uh, leaving very little doubt. And going into the series, it's crazy. I mean, you were talking about in the last decade, the most experienced team when it comes to finals appearances and the least experienced, maybe the least experienced team in finals history. Not a single guy. We, you and me have played the same amount of minutes in the finals as the rest of the Celtics roster. <laughs> going into third. It's true. Going into third. I mean, Al Horford had on his resume longest playoff streak without appearing in the finals. Right. And now here we are. There's a lot of things I like. You know, obviously the Golden State Warriors. I made a list the other day of the best sports teams, franchises to be a part of in the world, and they were number one on my list. Their ability to go from literally having the second overall pick, the championship, the second overall pick, to meh, back to championship, and also along the way, nabbing two more lottery picks. Three of those lottery picks, by the way, can barely see the court. You still have your core three Hall of Famers. Iguodala is not playing. This team is so well coached. The ball movement is arguably at an all-time best, which is crazy to think about. This Warriors team is one of the last opponents you'd want to face in the finals. That all being said, I do feel matchup-wise, we have the size. And when people talk about the size, it's not the size just in the interior. It's Robert Williams and Al Horford. You have two wings, or, you know, it depends where you slot Tatum. But you have a wing in Jalen Brown who's 6'7". Your, your guard, your point of attack, the guy that will be on, Steph Curry, is 6'5", Marcus Smart, strong as an ox. Pound for pound, maybe the toughest guy in the NBA, argument say. Not in counting Udonis Haslam in his prime. We all know that guy's me. Tatum is a 6'10 guy who can score from every level. His wingspan is almost untouchable. And his ball handling skills are quite good. Jalen Brown is going to have to figure it out in that department going into the series. Too many turnovers heading into the paint. But the Warriors are going to have their hands full with size and athleticism. Now, the Celtics 
this is not a team that you can really shoot your way back into because they'll shoot your way right back out. You know what I'm saying? To go tit for tat with the Warriors is going to be tough. You can't have a third quarter collapse like they're sometimes susceptible to. You need to play a clean game through and through. You need to win the turnover battle against this team, which is going to be very, very difficult. And you have to somehow, some way, contain the tertiary guys. I don't think Kevon Looney's going to have the same series he had against the Mavs, not even close. So that's a, that's a positive for the Celtics. Steph Curry's going to get his. If you don't think Chef number 30 is going to pop in there and have an awesome series, you're, you're drinking some kind of Kool-Aid. Realistically, is how can we limit Wiggins? How can we limit Clay Thompson? Because Clay Thompson, back from injury, very good. Not the Clay Thompson of old, nonetheless. Can you limit the, both those guys to under 20 points per game and then we're in business? Then we're really talking. Can you really give Jordan Poole a tough time bringing him back down to earth a little bit? Then we're in business. Then we're really talking. You know, but you're going to need guys like Grant Williams not to carry the team by any means, but you're going to need him to sit in the pocket, sit in that corner, and he's going to have to be 44% from three, 45% from three. You're going to need, if Pritchard's playing those 10-minute games, he's going to have to give you good value 10-minute games. Your side, the mains are important. You go to a barbecue joint, you're getting brisket. You know what I'm saying? Even a little turkey for those real barbecue nuts out there. Y'all know what's good. Oh. But the cornbread, the rice and beans, it's going to count. It's going to count, you know? And that that's going to make – that could be what sets the edge in this series. This is a situation where there's almost too many people on the Warriors, almost too much, hey, Boston, just happy to be here type deal, where they're, this young team might understand – that this is their time to not only win a title, but to set the dynasty. Because this goes from a team, if you remember last summer, head coach has to bounce, be replaced. New head coach comes in. In December, it's a disaster. Talking about splitting up the team, breaking up Jalen and Jason. Both these guys are, what, under 26 years old, splitting up the superstars. That's what's in the discussion. All of a sudden, the, the, the script is flipped. You're the number two team in the East. That's how you finish. You win the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. If you win the finals, you go back to not only being the championship Celtics, but you also go back to being one of the premier, if not the premier hotspot destination for free agents and trade guys. And that was not the case a summer ago. So not only do you head into an offseason, and it's still very possible without winning the championship, you're going to have Jalen Jason and Marcus Marcus on a team-friendly deal. Horford will be back. But there's going to be a situation in which this team tries to go out and get another guy or get a couple of other side guys in the mix. And all of a sudden, Boston around Jalen and Jason is the top young team in the East. Not Philadelphia, which we thought it could be with you know Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Harden's over the hill. And over the hill in the sense that he's not a number one anymore. The Heat have a lot of looking in the mirror to do because that might be their window. They're going to have to retool. And obviously, you'll always have the Bucks in the mix. A lot remains to be seen. What kind of steps can the Cavs, what kind of steps can the Hawks, Hornets take, the Knicks, you know, were they the Knicks two years ago, the Knicks last year, are they going to find a happy medium? Uh, probably not, knowing that franchise. And obviously, the Bulls are probably a step back, but in the same boat. 
uh, just, you know, in a lower class in the Miami Heat. This is really Boston's time to shine and set forth what could be another dynasty in the NBA, a dynasty that many people thought the Suns could be had they won last year and they won or won this year with Aiton, with Booker. Now there's trouble in that paradise saying they're not going to match DeAndre Aiton's max off or they're not going to max him and let him walk in restricted free agency. And he's a supreme talent. You have Chris Paul, who's now like, what, 38 years old? And I'm not saying he's over the hill by any means, an all-NBA player. But that being said, there's going to come a time where you cannot win with him as your number two. He's not LeBron James. So this is it for the Celtics. And for the Warriors, it's just another master class. I mean, again, I mentioned it. You have Moses Moody, John Kuminga is as raw as they come, and he still showed great spurts of awesome potential. Moody wasn't what he was supposed to be when he was drafted, but he'll get there. He's a young guy. Wiseman is the unfortunate case, but you can't rule out these young guys so quickly. I mean, if we imagine where we'd be if we rolled out T.J. McCollum after his first two years. We're averaging what? You know, six points, a couple shekels off the bench. I mean, what are we even doing there? We would have written him off too early, and now he's exploded into a premier talent. So it's a situation where the Warriors are proving once again they're the master class of the NBA. And the Celtics have a real opportunity to strike and start a new dynasty. (laughs) Josh, that was... Uh, that was incredible. Uh, first of all, uh, welcome to Salt Lake oh, City. Thanks. Making your introduction to Salt Lake City here. That was uh, just just incredible. In yeah, in depth uh, answer there. Um, so I was going to ask a question, but you, I mean, you you went through it, you answered it. So I'm going to ask this: Who is you know what is the X factor for for the Boston Celtics? What is the the who is or what is the X factor for Boston that will work in their favor in this matchup? That is an excellent question, and I'll give you a man. Where's number 36? First defensive player as a guard with the great glove, Gary Payton, who many people forget is an NBA champion in his own right. It's Miami Heat. I always forget that, so I like to make it known. NBA champion Gary Payton. Marcus Smart, whose health has been teeter-tottering in the Eastern Conference Finals. Don't forget that. He's questionable for game one. He'll play. Todd Welling is the X factor. I don't know what the betting situation is like in Salt Lake City, so forgive me. But for those who do bet, those who can bet, you know his his NBA Finals MVP odds are like plus 5,000 or like a little plus or minus 500 there. And this is a guy who's capable of going 20 points per game. If he goes, if Marcus Smart is averaging over 18.5 points per game, we're going to win this series. Because the Warriors are good defensively. And he is the X factor because his job, his sole purpose, is to make sure not doesn't go for 25 because that'll probably happen. His sole purpose is to make sure Steph Curry does not go for 30-plus a game. Because if Steph Curry starts pouring 30-plus a game, you're in trouble. Steph Curry is not only the ultimate microwave a volcano, it, it, honestly, a microwave is an insulting appliance. He is a volcano of heat. <laughs> Steph Curry is also uber efficient. I love that. He's uber efficient. You know, like this is that Marcus Smart is the pivotal piece. Obviously, you can label Jace, Jalen and Clay, who's the number two that has the better series. Right. You know, you could go 
points to Draymond Green and Marcus Smart. But for me, it's Marcus Smart. What can Marcus Smart do on the defensive end to stymie Steph Curry? What kind of offensive production can he have? Because Marcus Smart is a, you know, I mean, I could be dating myself here, but I liken him to Sonny from The Godfather. You know, shoot first, shoot second, ask questions third type deal. That, if I'm comparing him to a Godfather character in this situation. And if he could shoot somewhat efficiently and play great defense, he's the X factor. But, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head there, right? It's For Boston, it's about, I, I think, slowing the game down, getting Golden State into your half-court defense, which you're the best in the world at in Boston, right? And trying to limit possessions, trying to turn them over a little bit. And if you're Marcus Smart, if you're Jalen Brown, it's about getting up into Steph Curry, into Klay Thompson, and, and not letting them get into their offensive sets and, and move off ball so freely and and uh, do the things that the Warriors are so good at doing. And those are things that, you know, Boston, I think, is equipped to handle. But I don't know if, if that necessarily is even enough just because of how uh, inevitable Golden State seems. And as you mentioned, the, the, the volcano that is Steph Curry, right? It seems like they almost have so much that even if you do everything right in Boston, even if you, you know, you play defense uh, up to the, the the standard that you're used to, sometimes it seems like, okay, it's still not enough when it comes to this Golden State roster. That being said, we haven't seen this Golden State team do that, right? That's the that's the Golden State team we saw in 2016, 17, 18. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if this if this iteration can can once again uh, kind of uh, recapture that magic. Um, but for me, mm-hmm. I think the Celtics are as equipped as anyone in, in, in basketball specifically for uh, what Golden State does well. And, and like I said, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, they, they've got they've to body up. They've got to they've get physical on Steph and Clay, uh, pick them up above the three-point line, and like I said, try, yeah. to, try to limit possessions and, and turn, turn Golden State over as often as they can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, look, you know, this is like HGTV over here, not ESPN 700, trading off hitting nails on heads. <laughs> the half-court defense is where it's at. But that's easier said than done because this is, like, this is a team that's so capable of operating at such a high clip in transition. The way they move the ball, their ability to pull up and literally hit from three states over, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. And this iteration of the Warriors team, and this has, quite frankly, been the Warriors' M.O. since they've had this dynasty. And that's what this is. This is an absolute dynasty. This is what, how many, this is like a six and eight, eight years? Yep, six in the last eight, last two. And the two that they didn't, the two that they didn't get to, they were like trying to be bad so that they could get draft picks. So, yeah, they've, they've showed sure. us how it's done. And the one they lost to the Raptors was, uh, it, no, look, good for the Raptors, good for their franchise. Happy for them, happy for a guy like Kyle Lowry. You know, it was great to get a mix-up. Full healthy, the Golden State Warriors are not losing that series, and we all know that. Yep. Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, if they're healthy, the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry already has four rings, and we're talking about him getting five, and now we're talking about him arguably being a top three player of all time, because that's where we're at right now, by the way. This is what's on the legacy for the Warriors' side. I mean, Jason, ironically could put himself in the position with Giannis. I mean, Jokic, what he's done is incredible, the two MVPs, but he could be the young guy, not Luka, not Booker, not Jokic, not Embiid. He could be the next young guy 
I'm not going to liken him. Obviously, the whole Kobe comparison has been running rampant with you know all the social media stuff that's been going right. on in his ode to Kobe in Game 7. But Kobe's only won one MVP in the regular season. He's got five rings, man. And Jason Tatum would do, is the kind of guy that would want that. He do, he'll give you the MVP any day of the regular season. He just wants to win. And I'm not saying he's getting five rings, but that could be his trajectory. He could be the next guy that gets these rings. But Steph Curry right here right now, if he gets his fourth ring in his sixth final in eight years, he, to me, and this is a hot take, and I did not watch Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. I'm sure you can hear in the sound of my voice, that's not the case. I'm not going to pretend to have watched thousands of hours of highlights because I just haven't. But no one in my lifetime has changed a sport. This is Lawrence Taylor-esque changing of a sport like Stephon Curry. That's true. I mean, that's combined with his ability to win yeah. and his MVPs, and his literally, he is so superior. It's just all is combined. He's got Lawrence Taylor's, you know, impact on the game. He's got Mariano Rivera's cut fastball with a three point shot. Now he's going to ha- potentially have four rings, and you're going to tell me this guy's not top 10, not top five? He's, like, he's, what are we doing? Here? He's making every case you can at this point. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out, as you mentioned. Celtics have a chance to interrupt a dynasty. The Warriors have a chance to build upon it. That is Josh Fisher of the Believe Podcast Network. Believe in Celtics and uh, some other stuff. Josh, as we as we set you loose, let the folks know where they can find you, and uh, if they want those Boston hot takes, uh, where they can where they can you get can you online. Find me, yeah, so yeah. Find you know on our mother pod is the Charity Stripe. Go check that out on Instagram at the dot charity dot stripe on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Obviously, we cover Celtics. We cover Texas football on our Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. You can find me at probably Trader Joe's if I'm going grocery shopping. But, you know, uh, shout out to uh, Sprouts for delivering, honestly. So you can maybe find me walking the dog. That is Josh Fisher. Josh, thanks for hopping on, my man. We appreciate your time. Thank you. See you soon, man. Take care. Absolutely.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.